Microsoft has now kicked off a charm offensive in the United States in Washington to try and gain government approval of its $70 billion deal to buy the video game company Activision Blizzard. And Microsoft claims it's not going to give preferential treatment to its own games in its own app stores. This deal is... It is enormous. It is ginormous. It would combine Activision, which has games like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and those would be combined with Microsoft's Xbox operation, which publishes hits like Halo and makes consoles and gaming subscription services. So far, Microsoft has said, well, it's okay, it's okay. Call of Duty, for example, will continue to be published on the other platforms and in other places. It won't only be on Xbox. I, I want to give you a sense of the numbers we're talking about here because if you're not a video game player, maybe you're like, Alan, I don't care. But give me a sense of this. Give me a sense of this. In in September of last year, they did a, an analysis of the number of players. Just, just Call of Duty has more than 6 million players a day. That's an average monthly player base of 53 million people. We're talking a lot of eyeballs and a lot of thumbs on controllers. What does it all mean for makers of independent games, smaller games? It's not all about Call of Duty when it comes to games. Tanya Short is director and chief executive of the independent game studio Kit Fox Games and joins me. Welcome to the program. Thanks, Alan. Nice to be here. What, what do you fear about this um, proposed merger if it goes through? Well, my main anxiety is, of course, change <laughs> because I have successfully cobbled together a company of 10 people and we've been struggling through for eight years and, and managing to, to get our salaries while making these beautiful, weird little games. And we've partnered with Microsoft for some of that. Um, our latest game, Boyfriend Dungeon, and our, our latest published game, Paparazzi. Um, Boyfriend Dungeon being a, a uh, dungeon crawler where you date your, your swords. And Paparazzi <laughs> being a dog photography uh, adventure. Um, they're very good games, but they're not you know, going to sell as many copies of, of, as Call of Duty. Um, we partnered with Microsoft. They were they generously supported us being able to be available on their subscription Game Pass, um, which was a huge opportunity for us. But I worry that as the bigger companies consolidate, it'll be and subscriptions become much more dominant. Um, that it'll be much much harder for me to build those personal relationships with my customers and for me to find them at all if I'm not selling my my games directly to players. And instead, I have to ask Microsoft's permission or or Sony's permission before I even make a game and sell it to someone. Um, I think I'll have to make much less interesting games in the future if if it, that were to change. It is it would the comparison be then almost Amazon like in terms of games? Like you know, if you're a retailer, there's just no way around it, and and Amazon holds all the cards in terms of its marketplace, and you have to play by their rules. Uh, is that your concern? really it's it's closer to a concern about spotify or netflix um like amazon you can just open a store and sell things through amazon amazon won't stop you from selling something if it's a legal uh product right um but spotify for example has made it so that consumers aren't most people who listen to music aren't used to buying CDs anymore. They're not used to supporting individual artists and giving them money in any way. They're just used to giving a little bit of money to Spotify and trusting that Spotify will then redistribute it fairly among the artists. Uh, famously, they do not pay artists very well. Um, in fact, they, they fund some 
uh, questionable <laughs> audio sources and not others. Um, <laughs> and and meanwhile, you know, songs are much uh, easier and cheaper to develop than video games. Video games take years of people's time. And somehow I need to pay salaries for even my tiny team of, you know, three or four people on a certain game. You know, I have to figure out a way to pay them for three for, for two to four years while they're making that game and and then hope that we can sell it afterwards. And, and to some extent, you know, Microsoft can offset that risk if they were to pay us up front to do that. But they will only do that for games they understand. So it limits the kinds of, of art we can make and, and hope to sell to the public. Speaking with Tanya Short, who's uh, director and chief executive of independent game studio Kit Fox Games, why is it important that we have these indie games, these smaller, weird games that are not like Call of Duty? Well, uh, I believe that every art form is valuable, but I, I think video games, as we call them, are particularly interesting because they're an art form that has, has not been nearly as explored as, let's say, I mean, I think writing books is very important. I, I read a lot. I think films are very important. I think that uh, TV shows are, are actually even now exploring new ways of telling stories, but um, interactive experiences are something that I think will still be finding new frontiers for that art form in a hundred years from now, because there's just so much potential there when you are interacting with the player. And so I, I'm very excited as an artist and as a creator about the future for, for video games and, and other interactive experiences. Tanya, great to talk to you. Thank you for your time today. Thanks, Alan. I love me some video games. Now I may go, you know, I may be dating myself cause you know, I'm space invaders all day long. I do play some video games with my son who just rolls his eyeballs, my teenage son. He's like, Dad, I can't play with you just and I'm like, what 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 where's the square button? <laughs>